Hallelujah. All right, as y'all know, we in the series called Incredible Faith. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we thank God for this faith walk that he's putting us on. Genesis 32. Just have one verse. Amen. All right. And it states this. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let go, let you go unless you bless me. All right. If you don't mind, shake three people's hands and say, I won't let go. I won't let go. Yeah, I won't let go. Yeah, I won't let go. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Alfonso McKinney is a player on the Golden State Warriors. He's actually playing in the NBA Finals tonight. Alfonso, even though he's living out his dream, it hasn't always been easy. Yeah, he graduated from Green Bay College, averaging only eight points per game. Uh, he was not drafted. He was not drafted by a team. So he did what a lot of guys do. They go overseas to play when they're not drafted. They go overseas and try to extend their career. After a few stint over a few years of playing overseas, the G League, which is the developmental league for the NBA, had a tryout, and it cost $150 to try out. So he paid $150 just to try out to uh, play in this G League. He ends up making the team. He made, Toronto, he made Toronto last year, and this year he's with the Warriors. He said this, two years ago, I was in Mexico eating wings, watching the Warriors play the finals. Wow. This year, I'm with the Warriors. I'm on TV, and I'm playing the finals. Yeah, 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 I won't let go. As we are in the fifth message of this incredible faith series, I know our faith has gone to another level. At least mine has. God has blessed us and done this. This was not even in sight when we started the series. Amen. So God has even took my faith to another level, and I'm so grateful for it. And uh, so I'm still dealing with this faith. I know we got Father's Day coming up, so I know I got one more in me. After Father's Day, we might have to switch it up. But today in faith, I want to expound on our faith, having some fortitude. Yeah, fortitude. What is fortitude? Fortitude means I'm able to deal with adversity. Amen. Yeah, because faith, everything ain't just going to be peaches and cream always. If I have faith, I'm going to be faced with some adversity at time. And today we're going to look at our brother Jacob. Yeah, for some of you who don't know, Jacob and Esau, he had a twin brother. They were twins. And Jacob was the younger brother. And Jacob in general, his name means that he's a trickster. Yeah, J- Jacob tricks people. He lies. Anybody, them kids like to play pranks all the time. And mama, I did this and did this. You come out there, they just be lying and playing too much. Jacob was a trickster. Yeah, I got some in my house. Amen. And Jacob was a deceiver, so he lived up to his name. I'm just going to go touch on a few things in his early life so you can appreciate the text today. So uh, uh, Jacob and most Jew in Jewish customs, and I would say the same thing for us in America. Usually, the oldest child is the one to get the blessing. Uh, if you're the oldest, we leave you the inheritance. You know, usually, unless you're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing, but the oldest is usually the one that gets the inheritance. So, but Jacob was the younger brother, so Esau was the older. He was supposed to get it. So Esau was a hunter. He liked to go outside. He liked to hunt. And Jacob was a mama's boy. He liked to stay in the house. He liked to do all that. He liked to cook stew and chill. He liked to do all that. So one day, he cooking his stew. Esau was hunting. He asked his brother, give me some of this stew, my brother. I feel like I'm about to die. So my brother said he hungry. He feel like he about to die. The least I can do is hook my brother up. This is my brother, right? But Jacob, not Jacob. Jacob is a trickster. Look what Jacob says. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I am about to die. So what is a birthright to me? Wow. So Jacob give him the school. Stuart say, hey, swear you're going to give it to me. You can have it. And I don't have time to stay there because we're talking about faith. But brother Esau, please be careful. Don't be like brother Esau. 
He's so concerned about the moment, he's not thinking about his future. Yeah, yeah. How many of us like that? The only thing we can see is what's right in front of us. Yeah, we just got blinders on. All we can see is right here. We're not concerned about our future. We're not concerned about next year or five years or ten years. All we care about is right now. And I learned when I live in the right now, I end up with real problems. So we got to be concerned with our present as well as our future. Yeah, I think that great American poet Ludacris said like this, all that drinking going to catch up. And all that smoking going to catch up. But some of us really don't care. Uh, we, we wait, he's on a rock and roll, shaking, shivering. Now I'm old with black lungs and a messed up liver. We don't care. We do whatever we want to do. Not thinking this stuff going to actually catch up one day. So we can't be like Brother Esau. We got to think about what's going on in our bodies. So, so, so I'm giving you the quick version. So uh, their father's name is Isaac. Isaac was their father. So Isaac feels he's about to die now. Isaac says, you know what? I'm getting old. I'm about to die. It's time for me to take my blessing and pass it on down to my son. My son needs the blessing. So he says, go son, go hunt, go cook, go kill something, go cook me some food. Come back and I'm going to bless you. But his mama overhears him talking to his father. So his mother says, look here, this is what mama, mama Rebecca says this. Check this out. And verse, um, verse 6 says this, Genesis 27. So Rebecca spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game, make me some savory food for me, then I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. So she says, look, here, I hear that you, your father's about to bless your brother. This is what I want you to do. You go back there, get you a flock, get you a calf, go kill it. I'm, I know how daddy like it. I know the spices, the season, everything. I'm going to hook it up. You just go do what I tell you to do. Go obey my voice and go get it and kill it, and we're going to trick your father. Wow. Jacob's is the trickster. But this is mama telling him what to do. There we go. She says this. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it and that he may bless you before his death. So Jacob is a trickster, but it seems like he get it from his mama. Woo! Be careful, be careful, be careful, because we see a generational thing going on here. Jacob seems to be the trickster, but his mama is tr- letting him trick and teaching him how to trick as well. Uh, true story, we went to the uh, water park for Daniel's birthday, and uh, uh, Lady Tyler was just playing. They had different prices for the ages and stuff. So we had our little niece with her, and uh, uh, she's a little younger, but she was old enough for whatever the price was. And she was like, how old are you? You know how we do as parents. How old are you? This cost this much. You say you this age, this age. You know what I mean? We were just playing with her or whatever. And uh, uh, she was like, no, I'm seven or whatever the age was, whatever. But then we were just playing, but then my kids didn't know we was playing. So we get up there, and they're like, no, Miracle's like, no, 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 Daddy Mariah. No, 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 no. Check this out. It's a $2 difference between what she supposed to pay and what one age did. I'm not going to let God block my blessing for $2. I'm going to be integral. I'm not going to let God block my blessing. But I got to teach my kids this. It ain't $2 ain't worth my blessing. Who knows what God going to do for me this week? I'm not going to let $2 mess me up. So we got to even teach our kids, watch this, because they watching every move we make, how important integrity is. She can't get mad that he a trickster when she a trickster. So, so she does her thing. She goes and make the move and does all this and makes the food and all this. So Isaac, he's blind. He thinks he's about to die, but he ain't crazy. So Jacob comes in and says, hey, father, it's me with your food. He says, he says, Esau, I said, Esau, you sound like Jacob. No, it's not me. It's not me, father. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Trying to change his voice and everything. He's just trying to try to figure it out. So, so he says, you know what? 
You sound like Esau. Uh, uh, come here, let, let me smell you. But his mama, mama is A1. Mama knows how to lie, trick, and do all that. She took Esau's clothes. You know, he outside hunting. Here, put this wolf over you and cover yourself up. So when he smells you, he going to think it's you. So he said, come here, let me smell you. And, and he smells him as he hugs him. He said, well, dang. He smelled like Esau, but he still sound like Jacob. All right, but Esau said when he was born, he was hairy. Jacob was inside, shaved, smooth skin, calamine lotion. Jacob was a cool brother. He wasn't trying to be outside doing all that. He wasn't like that. He wasn't about that life. So he, she takes these hairy things and put them on. So when the father comes near, he feels them. And he says, dang, he even feels like Esau, but he sounds like Jacob. So he, he got the food for me like I like it. He sound like him. He even uh, smells like him. This got to be him, even though he can't see. So he says, you know what? This is my son. I got to set it up. I got to bless him. So he goes and he blesses him. Then comes home Esau. Oh my. Esau come home and cook the food. Got it smelling good. Come in, father. I'm ready for my blessing. And uh, Isaac heart about dropped to his stomach. His son, I already gave your blessing away. It must have been your brother. So Esau is enraged. He ready to kill his own brother. Yeah, he ready to kill his brother because he took his blessing. So we see a silver, silver, a sibling robbery from the jump. So Jacob is scared for his life. A big brother, a hunter, he about their life. He know how to hunt. He got arrows. He know how to do axes and everything. I can't fool with him. He dips and goes to his uncle Laban's house. His mom says, I got a brother named Laban. Go there high, low, and stay with Laban. So he goes there, and Jacob finally gets a dose of his own medicine. You see, that's mama's brother. And remember, if mama was a trickster. Guess what, guess what her brother is? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it running the family tree. It's a long lineage of it. So he gets there. I'm, 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 I'm your sister's son. I'm Rebecca. I'm Jacob. Hugs him, kiss him. Jacob, see this fine sister named Rachel. Y'all, I'm giving y'all a quick version. I got to read. It's good stuff. See this fine sister named Rachel, Laban's daughter. He's like, man, she fine. Um, what I got to do to get her? Work for me seven years. You can have her. She yours. It's, it's all good, bro. Cool. He worked seven years. Laban tricks him, gets him a little full of himself, intoxicated, slides him his other, his other daughter, Leah. Jacob lays with her and realizes he married Leah instead of Rachel. Man, after seven years, you know how mad I would be? After seven years and I get the wrong, we don't even want to be somewhere at the seven years on a, uh, on a job and don't get a raise. Amen. <laughs> seven years, I've been here this long, can't get a raise. I work for this and you didn't give this to me. But check it out, she had to be cold because it said the seven years seemed like a few days. So I don't know how fine she was, but for seven years it seemed like it's a few days. Sister girl had to be bad, had to be bad. So, so he tricks him, he said, you know what, this is what we'll do. Work for another seven, I'll give you both of them. So daddy is a trickster. He putting on his home family issues on his daughters and projecting his issues. I ain't got time to deal with all that. But we see a long lineage of tricksters in this family. So they all caught up. Uh, it gets to a point now that Jacob says, you know what? I didn't serve this brother for so long. I didn't serve Laban. I got to get out of here. I got my own thing I got to do. I feel God speaking to me. I got to go back to my father's country. So this is what I'm going to do. He made a little, um, he took the, um, all the animals. And Jacob was a master shepherd. So he knew how the animals work and how to uh, breed the animals. He said, I can have these and you can have these. Whichever one is spotted, you take. I, I'm going to take. You take the other ones. But Jacob knew how to breed them. So all the animals ended up coming spotted. And he ended up taking all the Laban stuff. So Laban got sons, y'all. So not only have you came in, you have tricked and you took my sisters. My daddy tricked you. Now you tricked my daddy out of his livestock. You messed up our inheritance. Because that was, that was money back then, the animals and, the, and, and all, all that. So you took all my stuff. So now Jacob on the run with his family, him and his 11 sons on the run. 
Because now Laban wants to get him, y'all. So we see it's an all kind of family mess, but it's an important. I had to bring all that to the front so you can understand what chapter 32 is about. Amen. As we dig into the text, because we got to see what's going on. So all this stuff is going on. They end up making peace. Jacob and Laban end up making peace after Laban was, was after him and wanted to kill him. They end up making peace. So Jacob is dealing with all these issues, but now he's finally trying to get to his father's land in Canaan. So we pick up now in Genesis 32. That was the intro. Praise God. (laughs) So verse 1 says this. So Jacob went on his way, and the angel angel of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's camp. And he called the name of the place Mahanium. Then Jacob sent messengers. Then Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Speak thus to my lord Esau. Thus your servant Jacob says, I have dwelt, in the, dwelt with Laban and stayed there until now. Okay, all right. So Jacob, I feel Jacob because he's in the school of hard knocks right now. He's been dealing with all these issues. My brother wanted to kill me. I ran away from my family. I can't see my family right now. My uncle tried to kill me. I got all kind of issues. He's in a school of hard knocks right now in his life. So he's going through a lot of issues. And this reminds me now how life can be. Because sometimes we can just come out of a crisis and walk into another crisis. Ain't that messed up? I just got out of this struggle. I just got out of this hard thing. And now I got to walk back into it. It kind of reminds me as a child like playing monkey in the middle. Like, that was not one of my favorite games as a child. I didn't like Monkey Middle. And who always want to play? Your older brothers and sisters, your older cousins, somebody that's smarter and taller and faster than you. They always want to play Monkey in the Middle. And they got you going back and forth, chasing balls. You can't reach it and can't grab it. And you stuck in the middle. The game is not fun. And I feel like Jacob feel like I'm stuck in the middle right now. One situation after one keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. But I like Jacob's response. He says, this is God's camp. He's seen opposition coming to him, trying to take him head on, but he made up in his mind he was going to be a part of God's camp. Amen? Amen. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this because he's confident. But like most of us, when, when, when our faith gets high and then fear comes in and tries to take it away, our faith then flees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the messenger comes back. See, this is what Jacob got going on. Now, he wants us to get back to his land, but he has to cross paths with his brother Esau. So he sends a messenger and says, look here, I need you to go see what's going on with my brother. Uh, tell him I'm coming. Uh, let him know that we're about to come over to his land. The messenger come back and say, yeah, we seen Esau. He about 400 deep, though. <laughs> Woo! All I got is me, my wives, my sons, and a couple servants. I got the animals, but that's all I got. They about 400 deep. He wanted to reconcile with his brother, but the report had him shook. Yeah, he, he, he was messed up about the report, what, what does said the Lord. So look at verse 7, it says this. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two companies. And he said, if Esau come to one company and attacks it, then the other company which is left will escape. Wow. See, Jacob does what most of us do. Jacob does what most of us do. Mm-hmm. Once... Uh, we make a we 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 trying to uh, fix things and get everything together, and it don't go like we supposed to. We start making our own plan. Yeah, Jake, you see that? He just was in God's camp a minute ago, walking strong, 
Then he heard the report. He 400 deep. He says, you know what? Now I got to make a plan. I got to fix this myself. Okay. I'm going to divide them into two companies, right. and we're going to figure this thing out. I, I'm, I'm going to try to get them back. Because faith came. Now he's distressed and afraid. Remember, I told you that faith and fear can't coexist together. One of them is going to overrule you. You can't be strong in your faith and still be covered in fear. So Jacob now is, is feeling this fear. He's struggling. Just gonna throw this up here, God, so we can uh, go ahead and roll this thing because it keep coming out for me. All right. So then, um, verse nine. Check this out. Then Jacob said, "O God of my father and God of Abraham, Father Isaac, the Lord." Who said to me, return to your country and to your family. I will, de- I will deal well with you. Jacob has realized now he is dealing with the one who called upon, who can change his whole position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he was stressed out. He was hurting. And then he had a thought. I got to say, oh, God of my father, God of Abraham and God of Isaac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, what God is trying to get us to do. We got to snap out of it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Fear and stress got us all messed up in our mind. We struggling. We hurting. And God is saying, you got to snap out of it. I know the eyes are stacked against you, but I come against our eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you can't figure it out in your mind, but guess what? I see what's going on. Jacob knew his history. Abraham, his granddaddy. Isaac was his father. He knew all this. So he knew the God that I served, that my grandfather served, that my father served would give me the victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew that. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. He knew who they served would give me the victory. So this is how I want my life to be. I'm thinking because I ain't going to always be here. So when my kids grow older and I'm gone, I want them to say, the God of George, the God of Jennifer, the God of my father, the God of my mother. That's who I serve. That's who I serve. And guess what? If Nobody in your family treated that person. You be it. You'll be the first one to step up and say, I'm, they're going to serve the God of me, the God I serve. I'm going to introduce them so they know how to move on with their life and I can change my lineage. Jacob knew God told him, look here, look here, look here, look here. Jacob knew God told him to go back home, but he's faced with opposition. Look how humbly he comes to look at verse 10. He says this, I'm not worthy of the least of all mercies. And of all truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two companies. He don't have 400 men like Esau. All he got is his family and his staff. He don't got all that. So, but I love this because he comes to God humbly. Imagine what God could do when we are humble. Woo. See, sometimes I have to come to God and say, just like Jacob, I am not worthy of the least of your mercies. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worthy of all this truth you've given your servant. Amen. Yeah, I can go behind God and say, I'm not worthy of the wife you've given me. Amen. For loving me who I am and to what I was called to be. I'm not worthy of even the jobs you've given me. All the dirty drops I had, you preserved me now to get this job, Lord. Thank you. I am not worthy to be blessed, oh God. All the times I disobeyed your word. All the times I didn't do what I was supposed to do. All the time. Thank you for your mercy. I am not worthy. The Bible says God resists the proud, y'all. But he gives grace to the humble. See, God can't do nothing with us when we prideful. But it's the humilities when God shows up and shows out. And then look at his prayer. Look what he says. Then he says, deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother. From the hand of Esau. For I fear him. He was up front. Lest he come and attack me and the mother with and the mother with the children. For you said I will surely treat you well and make your descendants and the sands of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitudes. Mm-hmm. See, when fear and distress and anxiety are high, Jacob didn't go get high. He went to the most high. Yeah. 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 
When stress and anxiety went crazy, he didn't go get high. He went to the most high. So I learned that popping those pills can only do so much. Smoking that weed can only do so much. Getting drunk out your mind can only do so much. Sipping lean can only do so much. Because when I wake up out of that state, the problem is still there. It temporarily left. It didn't go anywhere. So we must realize that what he is saying is that I got to come to the Father because I need help. I wish we had some Christians in here that were some real Christians. You know what I mean? Some people that say, you know what? God, I got this issue and I need help. Yeah, yeah, God. He said, God, deliver me because I fear him. I'm scared of my brother. We got to the point that Christianity has become so hypocritical because we won't be honest with each other. Yeah, yeah. He said, deliver me. I need some people to say, God, guess what? Thank you for taking away my mess, but I'm still a mess sometimes. And thank you, oh God, for helping me, but I still need more help. I'm crazy. I got issues. I'm not perfect, God. I need you right now, God. Yes, Lord. So, 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 so Jacob comes to him. He says, Lord, I need your help. And look at verse 12. It says this, for you said, I miss y'all shout. Hey, I missed that. That was it right there. That was that was the shout. That was all of it. Y'all, y'all missed it. Oh. All right, all right. Look, 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 look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try again. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try again. He said, "For you said." Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The reason that's so important is because he said, for you said, God, you will treat me well. Amen. He said, you said you will make my descendants Jesus. numbers to see. Jesus. See, yeah. once you're in your word and you obeying God and understand his promises, yeah. you call him out on his word. Amen. For God, you said, if I pay my tithes, you will open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing that I won't have room enough to receive. But God, you said, but my God shall supply all my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But God, you said you would do exceedingly and abundantly more than I can think of as according to the power that works within me. We got to ask God what he said. Challenge him at his word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love that. Because if God said it, then that settles it. So I believe what God said. Try God at his word, y'all. Because when God said it, he says this. That my word would never return to me void. As, as, as rain comes down to the heavens and it has its purpose to the ground and it produces seed, so goes my word. Whenever God's word goes forth, it comes with a purpose. So I love God for his word. So, so, so Jacob, he says, you know what? I'm going to stay there. I'm going to stay here tonight. I'm going to present my brother with a gift. Uh, he, uh, he comes, y'all. He gives Esau 550 animals. Yeah, Jacob balling. Jacob, Jacob making moves. He balling. He making moves. He, he got 550 animals to give away to his brother. Hey, Amen. 550 animals to give away to his brother. So, so, so most scholars, I was reading about this, and most scholars say the reason he did that is because he didn't believe God would change Esau's heart. Okay. I can dig that. You know what I'm saying? I, I can see that. Because he was, he was still scary. Sometimes we do the same thing. We pray and pray and pray. And fear kind of sneaks in a little bit. And we get the doubt and this stuff. So I, I can kind of see that. But as I was praying and asking God just to show me what to do this. Because I'm trying to look at this. And, and God said, check this out. Jacob planned that he would see his brother's face. And if his brother's face was peaceable, he would know the gift worked. And if it wasn't, he was like, hey, bro, still tripping. I got to stay away. But Jacob was a trickster, y'all. Remember that. He stole his brother's birthright. 
he stole it from him. So he had the blessing, but he stole it. So it couldn't be reversed because God already gave Jacob the blessing. So he couldn't do that. But I love this because even though it couldn't be revoked, don't mean he couldn't say he was sorry. Yeah, that's what I kind of got from it. I, I, I didn't get just that because all right, maybe I can make you feel this. Anybody seen House Party 2? House Party 2, one of my favorite movies. I, lo- I love House Party 2. And, and, and this particular one, kid is about to go to college, and the church is giving him this big old scholarship check to pay for his college. They, they hooking him up, and he lives it around play. We already know play ain't about to write. He leaves it around play. Play takes the ch- uh, check, goes spending on studio time, and the lady's a fake, a fraud, and took all this money. I can't remember the exact amount, but it's thousands and thousands of dollars they took. Now, kid can't pay his tuition in college. He's stuck now. He's about to get kicked out of college. So the whole movie, they're trying to throw this big old house party, this college jammy jam, to get everything together, to get the money, to get kid through school. And Bilal, who's played by Martin Lawrence, is the DJ. So all through the movie, Bilal is coming to play at the record store, taking records for free. Always taking records. Always taking records. He never pays. And then we get to the end of the movie now because the party messes up. They don't get to keep the money. Kids get kicked out of school. Get to the end of the m- movie and, and, and Bilal comes and shakes plays hand and gives him a few hundred dollars. He says, Bilal, what's up with these extra ends? He says, sometimes you got to pay what you owe. Because Jacob knew that he took the blessing and he can't give it back. But baby, I do owe my brother something. Because what I did wasn't right. So maybe God is trying to show us to get where you need to get to, you got to make your wrongs right. I know I was wrong. I know I didn't do right. So I got to make it right by doing the best I can do. I can't give you a blessing. Daddy gave it to me. But I can give you these animals and help you out and set you up because I took what was yours. So God is trying to help us learn something, y'all. You got to make your wrongs right sometimes in life. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jacob arose. He goes and, and he gets everything together. Verse 22, he arose that night and he, he took his two wives, his two female servants, his 11 sons, crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. So he sent over them the gift to his brother. He sent all the animals and all this. Then look what happens in verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the day, until the breaking of the day. Yeah, this is where it get gooder and gooder. <laughs> Jacob was left alone. Don't miss that. <laughs> Jacob was left alone. See, in our society, we think alone is a bad thing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Being alone don't always mean you lonely. That's right. Message from my singles when we start our single night back up. Being alone don't always mean that you're lonely. It's not always a bad thing. Check this out. Sometimes God has to isolate you to elevate you. Sometimes God got to keep you by yourself because he got a special anointing brewing for you. Sometimes God got to keep you by yourself because he's about to release something in you and some people need it. And I need to give it direct to you. And those people around you become distractions. And I don't need distractions. I need you ready to be a disciple. So, 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 so God has them by himself. And I like that because sometimes when I'm by myself, what God has for me is not invited for everybody in my life. Yeah. Jacob was left alone and he, he begins to wrestle with this man. I love this because who is this man? This man is the angel of the Lord. This man is identified as God. It's a precoordinate Christ. Uh, it's the appearance of Jesus, but Jesus has not came yet because we're all the way in Genesis. So, so it's a precarnate, and, and, and Jacob is alone wrestling with him. And y'all looking at me like y'all holding it now. Y'all ain't never wrestled with God? 
how life throws us curveballs. We experience heartache, regrets, hurts, and pains. We don't think we deserve, or maybe someone we love, we don't think they deserve that. And now our heart is broken, and then we find ourselves wrestling with God. Yeah, yeah. The Apostle Paul, the man who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, to me is the definition of being saved. You look up saved in a dictionary, the Apostle Paul is right there. It's his picture. Uh, he wrote two thirds of the New Testament, y'all. And, and it trips me out because he had awesome power. He did mighty things. Uh, a guy, he, him and God relationship was so tight. They was in tune with each other. But guess what? Even he wrestled with God. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, look, this is how powerful Paul was. One time, a snake bit him, a poisonous snake bit him. He shook it off. And everybody waited for him to die, and he didn't. <laughs> they waited. They, you going to drop? <laughs> it came, they, they started trying to say he was a God. He's like, no, it's the God I serve is why I'm able to do this. Now, I'm not a God. Don't get it twisted. The God I serve. So, Paul, Paul, one time he was preaching, and a lady fell asleep and fell out a window and died. I don't know what he was preaching about that night, but she didn't stay awake. She died. And Paul came and prayed for him and brought her back to life. Paul had amazing power from God. So this wasn't just no average joke. Paul had power, y'all. But it trips me out. In Corinthians, he said this. A messenger from Satan was sent to tempt me. And I prayed and I asked God three times to remove it. And God didn't take it away. If I had to ask you more than once, we wrestling with something. And I love that because the Bible don't let you know what his issue is. It don't let you know what he was wrestling with. I don't need to know what he was wrestling with. I just need to know that he wrestled. That we all wrestle with something. So he wrestled. Why God answered all these prayers, but why he won't answer this one? And God said, well, I can't answer this one because this one right here keeps you humble. This thorn in your flesh keeps you humble. Because think about it. Paul was crazy. He was very religious. He was very zealful for the law. And before this, if y'all don't know it, Paul's job was to kill Christians. Paul went around and persecuted and took Christians and, and brought them into captivity. Now he's preaching Jesus. If I don't keep him humble, maybe he might think he is Jesus. I don't know. So God says, no, I can't take this one away from you. But this is what, you, this is what God told Paul. But my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I wish I had a witness right there. My my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So what God's really saying is that when you you got a weakness, you're not really weak. It's opening you up for my presence so you can receive my power. I know you feel weak, but my presence allows you to be stronger than you ever thought. So, 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 so God knows that we wrestle sometimes, y'all. Mm-hmm. And we don't like to talk about the wrestling part. Amen. So now, look at verse 25. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Well, it takes an incredible faith to wrestle with an angel. <laughs> incredible faith. Uh, most times I read up in the Bible when an angel show up, everybody's scared. Yeah, right. Like, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. It is I, right. the Lord's servant. Everybody's scared, terrified. John, John is falling down and, and everybody's just scared. But Jacob says, you know what? I'm going to wrestle with this thing. Yeah. That trips me out. How is he not scared to wrestle with it? He says, check this out. Because what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, right. but the evidence of things not seen. So faith says when I have nothing, I can or should expect it because of the one who can give it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if I'm wrestling, 
with God, I still believe he can do something through it because my faith has substance to it. It's not just blind faith. I believe he can do something and my faith has a purpose. So as he's wrestling with God, the socket of his hip comes out, uh, his joint, and he's wrestling with God. And I learned this sometimes when you're wrestling, you're going to leave with some wounds. Yeah, yeah. When people wrestle, you don't leave in how you came out. Right. Got a cut, a scrape, a scratch. Something got to be hurting on you. So if we wrestle with God, this means this, y'all. Pain has purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pain has purpose. We don't like pain. We don't like pain. But those of us that when we work out and we begin to work those muscles we haven't used and we hurt like crazy. But we are gaining strength. Yeah. The, the bodybuilders say no pain, no gain. Right. So, but pain has its purpose. Yeah. And it tripped me out because I thought about that because even Jesus wrestled with God. Yeah, yeah. Our, our Savior, this ain't nothing new. I know we like to think that we should never talk to God and have struggles and issues. But even Jesus wrestled with God. When he was in the garden of Gethsemane, what happened? He had sweat dripping down his head that was like blood. His soul was very grieved and to the point of death. And he said, Father, if you are willing, can you take this cup from me? I, I see it. The cup I got to drink. I see every lash I got to take. I see every spit they got to spit in my face. I see every strike. I see the crown of thorns. I see the hit. I see the cross. I see my death. I see this pain. Father, if you are willing, will you please take this cup away from me? But then he snapped out of it. Y'all missed it. I forgot about that earlier. Then he snapped out of it. And he said, nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. And that sums it up right there. You got to get to the point that even though my pain may hurt and I'm going through it, it's not my will, it's thy will be done. Because sometimes we got to wrestle. But you got to be able to snap out of it, y'all. Look at verse 26. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Amen. Amen. Somebody caught that. Amen. I will not let you go until you bless me. Yes. See, the angel said, look here, let me go, dude. You out here clowning. I messed up your hip. <laughs> what are you doing? You're not going to feed me. Let me go. The, 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 the day is coming. Okay. And, and, and Jacob wrestled with him all night. Mm-hmm. But when he came close to his breakthrough, which was the morning, the angel said, let him go. Yeah, some people say that the darkest time is right before dawn. Yeah, the night is the darkest right before dawn. And that's how we are, y'all. Jacob is right there. It's almost dawn. He's about to get his breakthrough. And the angel says, let me go. And he could have let him go. I didn't fought with him all night. I, didn't got nothing. I ain't got nothing out of it. I'm just going to go ahead and let him go. And that's how we do with our dreams. God has given us dreams, goals, and aspirations. And we fight, 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 fight. And when it get dark, not knowing that the morning is right around the corner, we say, God, I let go. God, I give up. It's gotten too hard. It's gotten too, it's gotten too hard right now. It's gotten too frustrating to me. I got to let go. But what if we have the fortitude in our faith to say, you know what, God? I know I don't see it all right now, but I'm not letting go until you bless me. I'm not going to let this thing go. Jacob said, you know what? I'm not letting it go till you bless me. And I don't need religious people. I need kingdom people around me. I want to be blessed. Amen. Yeah. Religious people say, I don't need to be blessed. I just need Jesus and die and go to heaven. That's all I need. I just need Jesus. Give me Jesus, sweet Jesus. I need nothing else. No, 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 no. 
I want to be blessed. I want everything God has for me. I want abundant. He said, I came to give you life, an abundant life. I need it all, whatever job, whatever piece of money, my marriage, my bank account, my family, my kids. I need everything God got for me. He said, I won't let you go until you bless me. We should want to be blessed. If God is our father. So he says, you know what? He, 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 said, he says, he understood that in the blessing, I have to keep pressing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what he understood. Uh, it was a man named Chris Gersky. I'm almost done. A, a Florida man who went on vacation in Switzerland, y'all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can look it up online. He went on vacation in Switzerland, and he decided to go hang gliding. Mm-hmm. Not going to do it. It's not for me. It's not my cup of tea. I'm on vacation. I might hit a beach. And if I feel seaweed, I'm coming back in. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. I'm not doing all that. But, 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 but this dude decides he wants to go hang gliding in Switzerland. So he decides to go hang gliding. And as he's getting ready, you know, to hang glide, you got to run off a cliff to even get, get the momentum going, a high, a high peak. So him and the instructor begin to run it, y'all. They're running full speed to get off this cliff. And as soon as they get off, they realize something. Brother Chris wasn't strapped in. So as they come off, Brother Cliff, Chris immediately falls down. And he's holding on to this hang glider. Several, several hundred feet in the air, holding on for his dear life. He told Good Morning America that he was just trying to stay calm and hold on because he just knew he was going to die. As they went higher and higher in the air, the instructor then began to put his hand on Chris's hand to keep him from falling. I miss y'all shouts. He was on the hang glider. Holding on for dear life, but then the instructor, who the instructor of life, God, comes in and says, I know you're about to fall, but let me grab your hand too so I can hold you up because I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you go to your death. So the instructor sees what's wrong and holds his hand up. So then Chris says this, he held on so tight, he felt his hand left an imprint on a metal bar. That's how hard he's holding on to this bar, hanging on for dear life. He has the instructor's hands and he tries to grab his waist and his pants, hanging on to dear life. And they go higher and higher. In the midst of all this, the instructor is finally able to slow down, get close enough, maybe 20 or 30 feet from the ground, to let Chris go. Because they that low. So he's beginning to let Chris go. Chris drops, y'all. But he don't drop to, he, he hurts himself. He doesn't just drop and everything is fine. No, he drops and he, he has some scrapes. He has some bruises. Yeah. And when he gets out of the drop, he comes to find out what, y'all? That his wrist is broken. Because he had to hold on so tight. And then his wrist, and then he also tore muscles and ligaments in his bicep. So he's hurt, y'all, but he held on. He could have died and not been blessed, but he held on until he got out of it. Now Chris got a book. Chris the author. Now he got a million YouTube views. Now he's going around having speaking engagements. Why? All because he hold on. All I'm telling you is don't give up in the process. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. I don't know what he has for you. I don't know how much he's going to hurt. I don't know the pain, but I know the pain has purpose. I know what you got to go through might suck right now. But if you hold on, God is going to get you to where he needs you to be. God let Chris live and God wants you to live as well why? because God says he will never leave you or forsake you hold on to my unchanging hands see if we hold on to the instructor's hands how can we not be blessed the instructor's there to give you life 
The structure is there to care for you, to love on you. Amen. But he held on to it. And this is it. And I promise I'm done. So verse 27 says this. What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Yeah. A name that was associated with being a trickster and a deceiver. The angel said, okay, what is your, you want me to bless you, but what is your name? He says, I'm Jacob. I'm a trickster. I'm a deceiver. But look at verse 26, 28. And he said, your name should no longer be called Jacob. Y'all got it right there. Your name should no longer be called because you was willing to hold on to what I have for you. I'm about to change your name. Because you were willing to hold on. I know what they called you, but I'm not calling you that. I know what you call yourself sometimes. I'm not calling you that. Because you held on to me, I'm about to change who you are. I'm about to change your identity. I love that. Uh, This is so amazing to me because check out, the change is so radical. It's so amazing that you can't even go by what you used to. You can't even go by what you used to go by. They used to call me homie G. Now they call me Pastor George. Uh, You can't even go by what you used to go by no more because the change is so radical what God wants to do your life. And he says this in 28, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob said it. He said this. Check this out. He calls his name. He changed his name to Israel. Oh, my fault. He changed his name to Israel. He changed his name to Israel. Israel means that God contends and God fights. It's because Jacob knew what he needed and he had to wrestle with God. And Jacob was willing to contend and fight for his blessing. God changed his name to Israel. Israel went on what? That's the 12 sons, the 12 tribes. 12 12 tribes. Out the tribe of Judah, which means praise, we get our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So now it used to be the God of Abraham and Isaac, but now it's the God of what? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His name got added to the Hall of Fame because he held on. You got to hold on to what God is doing to your life. God's going to change your name and it's going to be so amazing. Your purpose is going to be in your new foundation. So when Jacob was doing everything, he asked the angel to tell me your name. I gave you mine, or what's yours? And the angel said, Why is it that you asked my name? And he blessed them there. Don't worry about my name. You lucky you're in my presence. You lucky all I did was put your hip out of socket and you still can walk. Don't worry about my name. Worry about what I got. Can't be worried about things that are not important. Worried about who God is. Worry about who Jesus is. That he's the truth, the way, and the life. Or worry about who God is and who he says he is. So because of all this, he blesses them. And and Jacob was like, man, I ain't going to worry about your name. I seen God face to face and my life was preserved. You're right. I ain't going to worry about your name. I'm happy. I'm alive. I'm going to change the name. I'm going to change the name of this place. He even changed the name of his location. To call I seen God face to face. So we were going through all this. And I realized, wow. And I'm done. God had changed Jacob's name. He was a trickster. He was a jokester, mm-hmm. a deceiver and all that. But God saw him for who he could be, not who he was. Amen. Amen. And all, some of us are struggling with old habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generational curses. Well, sometimes yeah. addictions. Identity crisis. We don't even know who we are. All of these issues come for us. But God says, hold on to my hand. Hold on to my hand. And I can give you a change you never knew existed. Amen. I can give you a change that you didn't even know was aware of. 
Because the change I give is everlasting. Can I give God a praise in this place? Amen. Thank you, oh God, for what you're doing in this place. We honor you. We worship you, oh God. I thank God for his faithfulness. I don't know what you're standing in need of today. Whatever you're standing in need of, I know God wants to change you. That's what I do know. God wants to change your name. But we got to cry out. You got to be willing to wrestle. Are you willing to wrestle? Because the Bible says this, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So you're going you're gonna to wrestle one way or another. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. I'd rather wrestle with God and give me the strength to fight that battle. And the rest of spiritual principalities and spiritual weakness, wickedness, and don't have him with me. So if I'm gonna wrestle anyway, why not wrestle to get these old habits gone? Why not wrestle to get rid of addiction? Why not wrestle to get change my identity in Christ? So if you need to be changed, let today be your day. If you need God's presence, if you need God's love, compassion, if you need to be saved. You need a church home. I don't know what you said in the need of the day. But I know that I've been like this song right here. I had nowhere to go. And I've been to the end of my ropes. But I know God can save me. I know God can change me. We all make mistakes. The Bible says, all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. So if you need to be saved, if you need a church home, if you need special prayer. Whatever you stand in need today, but you got to come get it for yourself. You got to come give God what you need. You got to lay it all at the altar and say, God, I got to give it all to you. I've struggled, I've battled, I've hurt, I've had pain. All these things, and God, I got to come give it to you. Because fighting this battle in my own strength, I get weary. And the Bible tells me, don't get weary in well doing. Don't get weary in well doing. Well, the reason we get weary because we don't have the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, God, you whatever you stand in need of, you need special prayer. If, you, if, you, if you're looking for a church home, if you want to rededicate your life to Christ, whatever the case may be, know God is right there with you and he wants to bless you. If you got to make up in your mind, I won't let go. past times I might have let go. The past times I might have let it slip out my hand. But this time, Lord, I'm holding on. I'm holding on for dear life. I'm holding on because I need you. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, we just come boldly to the throne of grace. We thank you, O oh God, that we can come and ask for strength and mercy in the time of need, Father God. I pray, Father God, today, O oh God, you begin to work on our hearts and our minds, Father God. I pray, O oh God, that our faith, as incredible as it can be and that it is, O oh God, that we get some fortitude, Father God. That we realize that everything doesn't happen on our timing, O oh God. It doesn't happen as fast as we would like it all the time, Father God. But we know one thing, O oh God, that you are always on time, O oh God. That all the time is God, God is good, O oh God, and God is good all the time, O oh God. And you are on your own timing, Father 
Father God. That you don't you you exist outside the realm of time, Father God. We can't put you into the human constraints, Father God. So we just come boldly, oh God, asking you to help us, oh God, that we partner with you, oh God, with our faith, oh God, and that we give it to you every anxiety, every care, every fear, every doubt, every hurt, every pain, every discouragement, every failure, everything, oh God, that is not of you, Father God. We give it to you, oh God. And we ask, oh God, that you teach us in those moments, oh God. Those moments of heartache, those moments of pain, those moments of discomfort, the moments, oh God, that have hurt us and have pierced us, oh God. You teach us, oh God. You say your strength is made perfect in our weakness, oh God. As we wrestle with you and wrestle with our faith, oh God, and wrestle, oh God, against this world, wicked world, oh God, we help you help, show us, oh God, that your, that your strength is made perfect in our weakness, oh God. Help us, oh God. You know our weak points, oh God. We don't want to be hypocritical, oh God. We want to be authentic, oh God. And say, God, I need you. Here I am standing in the need of prayer. Here I am standing in the need of a breakthrough. Here I am standing in the need of a blessing. Here I am standing in the need of a deliverance. Here I am standing in the need of a healing, oh God. Help us, oh God. We need you, oh God. It's only, only you can give to us, oh God. What you have for us, oh God. We need you. We thank you for Jesus interceding on the Father right now, Father God, that you are interceding at the right hand of the Father. So we thank you, oh God. We pray that you have your way in this place, oh God. Touch our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and spirits. Bless everyone under the sound of my voice. This week, oh God, we won't let go. We might have gave up last week, but this week, we won't let go. Last year, we might have gave up, but this year, we won't let go. We will stay the course, oh God. Give us the strength and the fortitude to stay the course, oh God. And we may hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over the few. Now I'll make you ruler over much. In Jesus' name we pray, man. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. As we get ready to do our offering, amen. amen.